This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. As always, I'm joined by my trusty sidekick, the lovely Ramon B., ladies and gentlemen. Howdy, folk. See? (laughs) Now, we always start with what I like to call the headlines of the day. These are printed on actual paper, so you know they're real. You may call them... Headlines, I call them highlights of my day. Is that right? A highlight of your day? Well, here's a highlight of your day. I don't know if you saw this or not, but the IRS claims that they will be auditing fewer people in the future. Did you hear about that? No. That's why both you and I will be claiming these jokes as dependents. Do another one then. See what I did there? (laughs) More jokes, more dependents. You want to do another one? No, actually no. Okay. (laughs) He's begging for less. That's fun. Hey, the fun never starts. Oh, my goodness. The fun never starts. So last week – remember, it was a whole week ago. Uh, You remember what happened last week? Can you even remember that long ago? Vaguely. Uh, So many things have happened since then. I think think the show's topic was rotary phones, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you a member of the rotary? Now I do. (laughs) Remember we had Janine Yanish from Oklahoma City? You yes, her? I recall her. Yeah, she is Yan, but she is not Yan-ish. That's her claim to fame. But she was a member of Rotary. Oh, I see the connection. Don't there. you have to be like a hundred and seventeen years old to be? She's like young and hot. Do you? Don't you have to be old and to be in a Rotary club? Rotary club isn't that like old people do that? I don't know. What do I know? I don't know. No, but these clubs would never allow me to join. They don't want guys like you know. Slack-jawed idiots like me in there. All right. It's a service organization. No wonder I'm not interested. Uh, So here's what we're going to talk about. Last week, we talked about cold calling. And then I'm just going to do a little – I want to do a little thing about follow-up with cold calling. So – and I'm going to tell you what I did. Now, I coach – Fearless agents who do you know 150 listings a year or 100 listings a year always at seven percent. They're keeping four. They they uh, do that with only one assistant. They never would have a team, of course, because uh, that would make them less productive and less profitable. Um, so when you're doing that kind of business, you have to have some systems in place. Uh, so I'm just going to tell you a little bit about one system I had for cold, cold calling. So if you listened to last week's episode, hopefully you did. As well uh, you should. Yeah, and of course they should. Um, then you know what to say on the phone during a cold call. So then I would hang up the phone. Now, I'm when I'm cold calling, I make notes on a legal pad. I am not going to be typing onto a computer – when I'm talking to a client, if I am uh, – even on a coaching call, if I hear somebody typing, I kind of know they're not learning it. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so distracting. Mike, Mike was on. That's how what's going on. So I, I recommend that unless you have horrible penmanship or something, 
that you write the notes and then I would type them into my database. So I had a database. I would type type in the notes, uh, kind of lesser, um, just so I know what we talked about. What's going to, and then I I know what one thing I would type in is what question do I need to ask them next. So I would just type in next question. So for that next call when I'm following up, I know what I'm supposed to ask them next while it's fresh in my mind. So that makes sense. So then I would um, send them a thank you note. So while I was cold calling, you know, I'm dialing with my finger back in the day, and some people still do that. Or you do a one-line dialer or you have a three-line dialer. Uh, But I would write handwritten thank you notes. Now, I did graduate from that to sending a cheesy form letter in an in, in an envelope, and and you know that did happen. And I'm not sure the results were uh, remarkably different. I think they probably weren't any different. It was just faster that way. But I would, uh, and I had an assistant do it. But I would write the handwritten thank you note, and the thank you note was uh, when I was brand new in real estate. There was a famous sales trainer in real estate by the name of Tommy Hopkins. So you could Google Tommy Hopkins and see what he looks like. But um, he was a pretty big deal. And he was also based – his headquarters was in my town. And he's originally from California. But um, but uh, now I still see him in my neighborhood. So he lives kind of near me and goes to the same Mexican food restaurant late at night that I do. Very nice guy. I spoke at an event with him. Super nice guy. But uh, he had this little – list of handy thank you notes for every occasion. So when I worked at Century 21, they had these gold embossed thank you. Everything's gold at Century 21, but they had these little gold embossed thank you note cards and envelopes. So I would just buy a bunch of those and I would start writing them. So uh, I used the same color pen uh, for everything. And that way when I had uh, either uh, – well, when I had created a prospect out of somebody from a cold call, I would send them a thank you note. Now, for them to get to be a prospect, I'm never going to send you a thank you note if you don't say, yes, I am thinking of selling my house and there's a very high likelihood in my mind and yours that you're going to be moving in less than two years. So I think I told a story about this old guy that I had called – uh, and then I sent him a thank you note and then followed up with him, followed up with him, followed up with him. And then when I finally listed his house, I think he was like 92 or something, uh, I said, do you know how how many years I've been calling you? And he said, I think it's about four years now. And I said, no, it's 14 actually. I kept track. So he said originally 14 years ago, I think I'm going to be selling my house in the next year, uh, maybe two. So I followed up with him and it turned into 14, which is fine. I got paid. I helped him. I sold his house for way more than it was worth. He was thrilled. He loved me. And he would have never thought of listing his house with anybody else when he was ready. I knew that. He knew that. If he had died, he told me he had already instructed his heirs that they were to do business with me which is nice and I've heard that story from many, many people. 
But originally, I would not have sent him the thank you note unless he had said, oh, for sure, I'm going to be selling in the next two years. And of course, that normally turns into three or five or whatever, but that's fine. So the thank you note said thank you on the outside embossed and then on the inside, I wrote for uh, thank you for uh, your time on the telephone in today's business world, time is precious. You can rest assured that I will always be respectful of the time you invest as we discuss the possibility of a mutually beneficial business opportunity. Sincerely, Bob. So I would just sit there and write those and I'd have a stack of those already written and then the envelopes are over here. So when somebody said yes and I I end my call, I move my notes over into my database and I just address the uh, envelopes and they're already uh, stamped. I already had them stamped. So if I make a mistake on addressing it, it cost me fifty cents, I guess. But um, but all I got to do then is just you know stick them in the walk past the front desk at my office, put at the end of the day, and stick those in the in the mail slot, and they're going out the next day. So I'm not thinking. There's no thinking involved in it. Everyone says the exact same thing. It's the perfect all-purpose thank you note. Uh, and, he, and then he had some other ones that I kind of never used really because I use that one for every every single one. So then, you know, I'm following up, doing follow-up calls. Uh, then I am saying to them, you know, when is the soonest realistically uh, – I've ended the call by saying, when should I check back with you, let's say. Uh, so I've determined when I'm going to call. So I make a decision with every – person I've turned from a cold call into a prospect about the day I'm going to call them back. And in my calendar, I'm reminding myself that that day I've got these follow-up calls to make. So on that day, what I do is I sit down at my computer and I start calling my sphere of influence and I have reminded myself in my calendar which of the sphere people I'm supposed to call that day. So I call. If they don't answer, I don't leave a message. I use the element of surprise. Or if I notice that I haven't called them in six months, I'll just do the cold call dialogue. I'll leave the cold call message. But I want a live call for that uh, if I'm asking for referrals. Then I go to new for sale by owners. Then I go to new expireds and canceled. Then I go to the follow-up calls. So when I do the follow-up calls, the ones I was supposed to do today or the ones I was supposed to do yesterday, but I took the day off for some reason. So I've got those. So then I'm going to make all my follow-up calls. And then I'm going to reset that date on every follow-up call I make, whether I leave the message to them or I uh, 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 have the live call. I'm resetting the date with every one of the prospects. So let's say you told me you're thinking of selling your house in six months or I should call you back in six months. I call you. You don't answer. You leave a message. I leave a message. Then I have to think when because I just left a message today and I'm not 100 percent sure they're going to get that message. Sometimes things happen. The spouse gets the message, deletes it. They never get the message. So with that in mind, when should I call back? Is it a week? Is it two weeks? Is it – you know, based on what they said, it could be tomorrow. Who knows? So I don't want to 
be too annoying, but I kind of don't care about being annoying generally. I think there's evidence of that, don't you think? Very little. I'm going to have some coffee. Oh, good. Who among us does not occasionally enjoy a lovely beverage? So I reset the date and then I pick up the phone. I do my follow-up call. And then at some point, I'm going to book a listing uh, appointment. So then I'm going to make sure when I'm on the phone that they're not going to cancel. Now, one thing fearless agents don't do is this insane idea of calling to confirm the listing appointment. If you want all of your appointments to cancel, call and confirm. That's incompetent. So I make sure that they're not going to stand me up and I rarely got stood up on a listing appointment. So one of the reasons I didn't get stood up is I am not going on the appointment the very next day. It's I, I'm booked solid for a week or a week and a half. So I make sure they put that in their calendar. I say, do you – now, I'm putting this in my calendar. Do you have your calendar out? And they say no. I go, well, get it out because I'm not going to call you to confirm. Do you have, you have your calendar out? So on Thursday, the 28th at 7 p.m., I will be showing up to your house and you will be there. Is that correct? Unless something comes up and you're going to call me. You're not going to text me. You're not going to email me. You're going to call me to reschedule. That's how we're going to do that. Fair enough? Yeah. OK. So now it's real. And I've got everything I need. And then I'm going to send them a letter and I have time to send them a letter in the U.S. mail because I've set the appointment out far enough and I had to do that because I'm booked. If you're booking five listing appointments a week, there's only 10 slots in a week on weekdays. So I'm, I'm booked out. So all my 2.30 slots are booked. All my 7 p.m.s filled up first because those are the best ones. And now I've got time to send the letter and the and – the, the letter is just going to be, you know, dear so-and-so, obviously I have an interest in establishing a business relationship with you when you're thinking of selling your property. I pride myself on having developed a marketing plan that includes securing everything that you want, both protecting your investment and enriching you well beyond your expectations. At this point, however, my only goal is to have an opportunity to show you an alternative to the way traditional real estate salespeople do business. My unique marketing system assures that your property will sell and you will get more money bottom line than you can get any other way. I thank you for giving me the privilege of meeting with you on Tuesday, October 6th at 7 p.m. So I'm confirming the date in the letter. I put that letter folded up in my fancy four-color brochure or in an envelope with a couple of business cards and the chances of them standing me up are very low. Then I would go immediately to brownies.com. I would I would send fairy tale brownies to their house. It would say thank you. Uh, there would be a message included in the brownies. It would say thank you for giving me the opportunity to earn your business. I really appreciate that. Sincerely, Bob, look forward to meeting you. 
and that also eliminates any chance of them standing me up and that costs probably 50 bucks. So if I lose, uh, let's say, 10 fewer listings because I sent the brownies and that letter obviously would pay for all the brownies and all the letters you know, many times over. So that's how I did it. I'm not saying that's how you should do it necessarily. I have fearless agents that never send anything but they also don't get stood up and they also get every listing they go on and they do 150 listings a year. So however, however you think you should do that but that's, that's uh, part of the secret to success of great follow-up. So when I make a follow-up call, uh, and then we teach how to the raving fans, how to create raving fans out of your current listed properties. We teach that to fearless agents, so there are ways ways to do that. So there's a lot going on in uh, in follow up. So the main thing is that you're saying the right words to people when you're on that initial call. So again, the initial call is about determining whether they are thinking about selling their house or not. If it's yes and they are planning or are they and are they planning on moving or not because they might be selling and not moving or might be moving and not selling. So I want to I want to know all that. Then it's about selling them on the product. What is the product? It is tens of thousands of extra dollars that no non-fearless agent coaching student could ever dream of getting them. There is no way they could because we know a secret that no one else knows how to do. If you'd like to learn that secret, all you got to do is call me at 480-385-8810. See if fearless agent coaching would be a good fit for you. If it is, uh, great. If not, I'm still happy to help you in any other ways I can. But if any of the stuff we talk about on the podcast makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were, if you're open to the idea of having some help with that, like most sane people would be, uh, all you got to do is call me up. We'll have a nice little chat. I will not be selling you on coaching. You either would know at the end of our conversation that it is right for you or you would know that it is not. So the purpose of that conversation is to find that out. Uh, either way is fine. If it's not a good fit for you, I have other ways I could probably help you um, that wouldn't cost you anything. But I, my goal is just to help you. So uh, if you want – if I recommend this. Go to fearlessagent.com. Watch our free webinar. That would give you a pretty good idea of whether our coaching would be a good fit for you. When you get coaching, you're always getting me. I'm not going to pawn you off on some you know, half-trained lower functionary. So you would always be having every conversation with me. And you'd be able to call me anytime you want. We wouldn't have regularly scheduled calls if you need to call me um, – you know, there's a guy that I coach that's doing uh, – he's the number one earning agent in his very large company. And I, in, in the beginning, he was calling me four and five times a day and that's fine. Now he's rich and he's happy he did. So, And he has sent me countless other coaching students because he's so happy and they see he, his success and they say, how do you do it? How in such a short period of time did you get to be such a high earner? And he says, just call Bob. 
do what he tells you to do, sign up for coaching, you'll be fine. And they are. So um, if you're an owner of a real estate company and you're earning, uh, you're recruiting fewer agents than you wish you were and earning less than you wish you were, give me a call about that. We can, we can, we have a fearless agent recruiting coaching program for owners also. And, um, and then go to the website and just check out all the videos on the video training page. Go to the speaking page. What well, There's an excerpt from a two-day fearless agent event. If you're an owner of a, of a real estate company and you'd like to have a two-day, one-day, half-day um, fearless agent event for your company or you'd like to just have me be a speaker in a slot you have to fill – uh, at an event, that's fine too. But call me anytime four eight zero three eight five eight eight one zero, and we will fix you up. So the systems. So the secret to fearless agent coaching, and I want you to write these down: skills, schedule, systems. Okay. So there are skills that only fearless agents have and no non-fearless agents have, and that's why they earn way, way more money. So I have people that call me, they're doing you know, 15 deals a year, and then two years later, they're doing 150 listings at a higher commission. Uh, how does that happen? Well, you have to have the right skills for that. So it's a listing presentation, a pricing presentation. It's not a pricing presentation. It's the fearless agent pricing presentation, listing presentation, uh, a for sale by owner presentation, the fearless agent buyer presentation, and the fearless agent investor presentation. So those are the core presentations that you do when you're face-to-face with people or you could do them over the phone if they're out of town. And and then how to present offers. We do that way differently. We we do market analysis way differently than other – and they're way more accurate. And then we do uh, negotiating uh, contracts and writing contracts, real estate contracts, way differently than anybody in your company, anything that you've ever heard of. So all of that is different. It makes you more money. It makes your sellers much richer. It gets your buyers a better house. It gets your investors a higher rate of return. And then it's about what do you say on the phone to get yourself into as many of those situations as you possibly can. So that's the skills stuff. You know, That's part of it, the foundational part of it. There's many others, but that's it. So then, then it's about the schedule. Every day should look the same. I don't want this day looking different than tomorrow. If you run a restaurant, every day looks the same. If you run any kind of carpet cleaning business, every day looks the same. If it doesn't look the same, then it's not a profitable business. So every day needs to look the same. It needs to be kind of boring. If it's exciting, you're not making any money. If it's kind of dull, you're you're making a lot of money probably. Then you've got to put systems in place. If you're going to go from 16 deals a year to 160 deals a year, you're going to have to give up entirely what got you the 16 because doing 160 is a whole different thing. So when you were doing 16, let's say you, however, think how many transactions you're doing a year. 
But if it's you know 15 or 20 or something like that, uh, you're probably working plenty of hours. It's not like you're uh, slacking off. You may be working seven days a week. You may be working long hours. So if you're gonna go, if you're gonna do a hundred instead of twenty, if you're gonna do five times as much business or ten times as much business, you can't add hours to do it. You're gonna have to have some systems in place, like having an assistant. Uh, you're not going to have a um, virtual assistant. That is absolutely not gonna happen if you're a fearless agent. You are going to have a licensed, full-time, completely uh, trained real estate agent as your assistant, or you're going to have a partner. But you're not going to have a virtual assistant. You're not going to have a team. It won't work that way. You won't do. You won't be profitable if you have a team, like you will be if you have a executive assistant. They, you will make more money because you don't have a team. Um, and most of you have maybe already proved that yourself. You know that uh, by the time you come to me. So uh, it's about getting those systems in place. So it's skills, schedule, systems of the fearless agent, and we make everything easier on you so that you can have a life and do plenty of business. And once again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. Watch all our videos. If you're an owner, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com or go to fearlessagent.com and go to the recruiting page. Watch all the videos. You can call me directly at my cell phone anytime at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on whatever platform you're on. And until next week, do what Ramon and I always do. Don't we always have fun, Ramon? We try. I try. And we're humble servants. No, I'm not mm, that humble. And be fearless. Thanks, gang. Oh.